0: At the 5th Annual Forum on Leadership, Mrs. Laura Bush presented Dr. Sakina Yakubi with the 2022 George W. Bush Institute Citation for her work as the Executive Director of the Afghan Institute of Learning. Under her brave leadership, the organization has provided education, health, and training services to the underserved in Afghanistan and continues to do so to this day. In this conversation with Natalie Ganella platz director of the Women's Initiative at the Bush Institute, Dr. Yakubi shares her passion and knowledge for life in Afghanistan, health, and women's empowerment. That's up next on Arbor Heard at the Bush Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm thrilled to present the George W. Bush Institute Citation to a long-standing member of the U.S. Afghan Women's Council, the mother of Afghanistan, Dr. Sakina Yakubi. After receiving a bachelor's and a master's degree in the United States, Dr. Youkoubi followed her heart back to her homeland with the hope of giving women and girls what she had – access to education. She began her work as an educator in a crowded Afghan refugee camp in Pakistan. She lived in these camps for seven years. Amidst the hopelessness, poverty, and abuse that she saw there, she discovered that the most direct way to improve the lives of Afghan women and children was to first earn their trust and then give them an access to education. So Dr. Yakubi established the Afghan Institute of Learning, or AIL. After the Taliban closed girls' schools in the 1990s, AIL supported 80 underground home schools for 3,000 girls in Afghanistan. Now under Dr. Yakubi's leadership, AIL supports women and children through its teacher training programs, learning centers, and health clinics. Over the past 25 years, Dr. Yakubi with the Afghan Institute of Learning, has trained nearly 30,000 teachers. They've taught over half a million students, and they've seen over three million patients in their health clinics. Dr. Yakubi's message is clear. All Afghan citizens, men and women, deserve the right to an education. All Afghans must be included and they must be respected within society. Today, even with the extreme challenges and humanitarian crisis we see in Afghanistan, Dr. Yakubi remains committed to her work. Just a few weeks ago, secondary school-aged girls in Afghanistan marched back to school for the first time in months. I can imagine their excitement and the promise they felt as they packed their backpacks and carried their books to their desk. And I can imagine the devastation and heartbreak when the Taliban changed its mind and sent them home the same day, ruthlessly reversing their pledge to open schools for girls above the sixth grade. Thankfully, the Afghan Institute of Learning has maintained their schools and they are open These are separate teaching spaces for boys and girls, and for girls that have reached the sixth grade. There are approved education programs for them in community-based organizations. The AIL health clinics are now treating women struggling with new conditions, acute hunger, malnutrition, stress, fatigue, and lack of access to clean water and adequate shelter. AIL has also provided vaccines to nearly 1,200 women and children. They know that healthy moms raise healthy children, and healthy kids are kids who can learn. Dr. Yacoubi's leadership of the Afghan Institute of Learning is as important as ever. She believes, like we do here at the Bush Institute, that every child in Afghanistan deserves an education, and that every person in Afghanistan deserves access to quality health care and the right to earn a living. One of the founding principles of the Bush Institute is that what happens in countries far away matters here in the United States. After September 11th, when the spotlight turned on Afghanistan, Americans saw the brutal treatment of women and girls by the Taliban. And we saw the importance of brave and courageous women like Dr. Yakubi who risk her life to make a safer Afghanistan, and therefore, a more peaceful and secure world. As we present this honor to Dr. Yukubi, we reaffirm reaffirm our promise that we'll never forget the people of Afghanistan. We'll remain hopeful, and we won't look away as Afghanistan fights for peace, stability, and freedom. Thank you, Dr. Yukubi. Thank you for being with us today and thank you especially for your sincere and loyal devotion to Afghanistan. You're a shining shining example around the world and I'm honored to recognize your leadership with this citation today. Dr. Youkubi.
1: Congratulations, Dr. Yakubi, I know to start our conversation you wanted to offer a, a few words of thanks.
2: Thank you, Natalie. Um, first, of all, first of all, it's a great honor to be here, and I would like to thank uh, Mrs. Um, Laura Bush, the First Lady of United States. The, uh, I, I am so proud to be here in your presence. And I am so honored to be invited by you and Mr. Bush to be here and to talk about Afghanistan. Because I know where is your heart, where have been your heart, both of you, have been dedicated your life for the women and children of Afghanistan from the beginning. I never forget when you came to Afghanistan. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your leadership, because you as a librarian, as a teacher, as a mother, with love that you had, you proved to the world that a woman with those kind of a skill can be a leader. And that is a model for the women of Afghanistan that we are following. Thank you very, very much.
1: Dr. I think the feeling is very mutual. We are so proud to have you here today for Forum on Leadership. As you know better than anyone, You know, education has been one of the most transformative influences in Afghanistan over the last 20 years. You've been at this a very long time, for decades, and I think to start the conversation it would be really helpful to give context to how impactful education has been over the last two decades, and why education matters even more today as we see a very complex struggle that, that in includes a struggle between the educated and the uneducated in Afghanistan.
2: Thank you very much, Nadi, for this wonderful question. First of all, I want to share with you, in a society when people are not educated, in a society when it's a traditional society, in a society which the woman doesn't count anything at all, in a society, when people struggle for a bite of food to eat, in a society, is constantly in conflict. You can imagine that without education, how they survive. It has been proven to the world that for the time that we start going, working on education issue for the last 20 years, the women of Afghanistan, the girls of Afghanistan, have proven to the world that they are the brightest one and the smartest one. And once you give them a little floor or environment, a little facility, they just shine. And they work so hard, so hard that it's blowing your mind. And why I want to share this with you? I share this with you from experience thirty years of my life have been working around the people who were not educated the people who did not know what is education is all about today the people of afghanistan know what is education have the test of education, have been exposed to education. Today, they know media. They are watching around the world what's going on. Today, they are so different from the people that they were 40 years ago, from the people that they were 20 years ago, from the people they were 10 years ago. They are so different. Our young people. Boys and girls, they love education. They give their time night and day, 24-7. They want to study. They want to learn. Believe me, in Afghan Institute of Learning, we have program around the clock. It means in different cycle, different level, from literacy to um, high school to higher education, different courses, different language. They come, and they go from one area to the next, one to the next. Sometimes you look, and sometimes I joke with them. I said, aren't you exhausted? Aren't you tired? They said, no, stop. They call me professor. No, stop. We We want to. We love you because you have this program for us. And these are the kind of people. How could not education change life? I think education is an issue that has changed life, has transformed people. And when you are educated, you are change agents. You change the society. And that society, toward a peaceful society, toward a prosperous society, and toward the society that people absorb equality, justice, and gender equality. That is the way education can change life to that kind of direction. And that's we are all about education in Afghanistan. But today, Again, it's different. Yes, we had a very good system of education. Is that was enough, all, all the people of Afghanistan are educated. No, we reached so little. Yes, we turned 39,000 teachers in a really methodology that is student-centered technique, in a methodology that is, is today's methodology. Yes, we have educated and trained 14.5 million people in different level. But is that is enough? All those people are educated? No. Still, we have people who does not believe in education. Still, we we have people who do not believe in women's education at all. Still, we have people who does not want their daughter or their wife to go to work or go to school. We have a long way to work. But unfortunately, today, we are hitting the zero ground again. And you all know about it. And you know what's going on in Afghanistan. So I don't have to tell you, but I tell you one thing. It break my heart. It break my heart like a farmer. You plant a tree. And when your tree blossoms and produce fruit, you are joyful to pick up those fruit. I want to share with you. A lot of those beautiful flowers that I grow, a lot of those beautiful trees that we plant, they blossom. They start to give us the fruit. And they all have been shattered. Half of them have been shattered. Hundreds of them have been shattered and destroyed. And that's break my heart. Today, I am by myself surprised that I am staying alive and I can talk. Because, as you all know, they call me the mother of education in Afghanistan, and I have that title. They are all my children. I love them dearly. And they had hopes. They have hopes, and they want a future. They want a brighter future. They are looking forward for their future. They want, like everybody else. They are the same equal as anybody and around the world. They need to be educated. They were looking forward for that education, and they are looking for, forward for that education. They want to build their country. They want to build a country that be a very advanced country. They are not satisfied with little things. Afghan people are not satisfied with little things. They want to go higher and higher, and they want the best that they could have. And that is right now, their life is shattered. And their hopes is down. But we cannot allow that. Well, and
1: you haven't stopped, you know? And what's different this time is that they tasted education, they tasted freedom, they tasted equity. And so you have an entire generation that has been, that has felt that and has grown up with the hope of peace and prosperity. And um, I think the term unicorn was used earlier by my colleague Ann Wick. So uh, Dr. Yakubi, you very much are a unicorn. You know, for most, Women and girls in Afghanistan right now, they do not have access to education above the sixth grade. Women cannot report to work. Women are being barred from from clinics. They can't freely move um, within their communities, around their country, even to get outside of their country but your schools, they're open, your clinics are open, you've actually expanded on some of the work that you're doing and I think it's a testament to just how agile, how thoughtful you are, how you have always met people where they are in the pursuit of better for your country. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about how things look right now for AIL and and the great work that you continue to do.
2: First of all, Natalie, I would like to share this with the audience, with everyone in here. Um, you create a, um, a, a program, you have objective, and that objective have to you reach that objective no matter what. If a government comes or a government falls apart or if there is a conflict, if there is a war. If you are focused on your objective, no matter what is the situation, you try to reach that objective. And that's happening to you. Fortunately, I have a wonderful people are working with me. I am so proud of my staff. Most of them are young people. They are working with me day and night. And be creative. You know I'm a social entrepreneur. I'm a fellow, and I'm a fellow. And you know that when you are an entrepreneur, constantly you think about something. And when the challenge comes, you think, how I can shift it from this way to another way to get to my focus, to get to my point. And that happened. During the pandemic, you know Afghanistan was hit, like any other uh, country. And you know we are poor. Economically, we are in trouble. So we saw that that this this is going to destroy the people. And how we are going to wait for people to bring uh, things for us and we started working, and we created the environment. We created a program that constantly was producing masks, sanitizer, things. And we announced through the radio and teach people how to really take care of themselves. But at the same time, when these things happen, the government falls. And right away, I know in my mind that what is what direction they are going to take and what direction we go. Automatically, we shifted our program. It was uh quiet. We shifted separate. We separate boys and separate girls from each other. That was first thing we do. The second thing, is, you know we have women learning center. And those women learning center, the program is run by women and they are mostly women. And they come for the literacy, they come for skill training, they come for uh, health education, they come for different kind of issue. But once this happened, automatically my mind worked that, that right now the school is closed. What can we do? We automatically we set and created a curriculum that the curriculum of a school from seven grade to twelfth grade be changed and shift to the women learning centre. As soon as we did that. You could not believe. Our women's center, if it has four hundred, become a thousand. If it has a thousand, it becomes fifteen hundred. All the young women who were seventh grade, eighth grade, nine grade, they pour into the women learning center and we hire more teachers and we continuously still we are hiring. As a matter of fact, it is interesting to share with you that, that the people should know that we are not going to stop because I'm sorry to say that the politicians are playing their uh, issue or their game. We are there to do work and to reach our objective to educate our society. So as a matter of fact, we start expanding our program, not only in area of education, also in area of health. You know that. Health is a big issue, and it's related to education. If the mother is not healthy, they could not go work, they could not help their children. If the children is not healthy, they could not learn. So that has been an issue with us constantly, we work on it. So we saw that 260 health clinics was closed, because most of the foreigners ran away from the country, and all the clinics were closed. And so as a result, we said we have to do something we have to do we had eight clinics, so right away they come and they request us to open clinic and we said condition under condition that we set up the condition we want woman doctor. we want women nurses we want woman vaccinator and they said whatever you do just this clinic are empty nobody is running we don't have anything to do you do what you want and automatically we took three clinic, we took five health centres and we it's full of staff all staff them and they are working because the mortality and morbidity rate is down seventy percent from two years ago all of a sudden, because there is no service available for those people. So that's, again, we expand our program to make it bigger and give more service to the people. And that is what we are trying to do. And we constantly are being creative, changing curriculum, shifting. And also, right now, as I share with uh, Natalie, um, one thing that we are working on it, that that is going to be for the first time in the history of Afghanistan, even for the history of the world. We are creating a curriculum that that curriculum is going to be broadcast through our TV station. We have a TV station. I figured out that my goal was that educate every child in Afghanistan and go to every province of Afghanistan. There is 33 provinces in Afghanistan. 16 provinces AOL is working on it. We decided, OK, through the TV, we can broadcast a lesson plan that every child can sit in their home in front of TV and learn. And we hired the best teacher with the best methodology. And education level that goes from seventh grade to 12th grade to university, and that is, we are working on it, and we've already made the um, logo, already we made the building, so we are about to open that in the next week, so that every child in their home, if they have a TV, they can sit in front of a TV and watch. Yes, you might ask that. That educational system, especially Mrs. Bush knows about that, that that educational system will not That have the impact of um, all children being together in an environment that, yes, it's not ideal. But for me, it's something that they continuously learn until, they, until the situation is ready for them. I do not want them to stop and I do not want them to be hopeless. I want every child in every province, and our um, TV station is international. They can watch this from the refugee camp in Tajikistan, in Turkey, in and, and Iran, in Pakistan, in Afghanistan, every province they can sit and watch that program. And I am very proud of my staff. They work with me night and day, and we develop that curriculum, and we are broadcasting through our
1: And again, YouTube. you're meeting people where they are. And you've done that throughout your work, right? You've had mobile education platforms. You, you've always thought about how you meet people where they are, and so many people describe the current situation in Afghanistan as impossible, that at times it's like throwing pebbles into the ocean. But in the very impossible situation, I think a lot of us who, who know advocates like yourself and so many other Afghans realize that as, as hard as it is, Truly, nothing is impossible. And you know, you, you joked the other night you were up late designing the logo for your for your uh, video education program. So we have a room full of uh, individuals who are obviously very concerned with what is going on in Afghanistan. We have people streaming in um, across the U.S. And, and around the world. How can we join you? What do you need? How can we show our solidarity and support? Words are important, but what's... And how can, can all of us do to help advocates like yourself continue to be a point of light amid the darkness? Thank you for
2: asking this. First of all, I want to tell you that Afghanistan is politically, economically, and socially in trouble. Afghanistan is in crisis. We have 25 million people are starving in Afghanistan right now. There is no job. There is no opportunity. There is no money. This is, has been hit from previous government. This is all, the Afghanistan is, has nothing. People, The poor people has nothing. They don't have job. They don't have opportunity. That is one thing. Children, five million children, according to the UN, they are malnourished. They are dying. Another thing is that people, you bring the children, like a commodity when you have a bazaar, you bring a lot of your commodity to sell. Today, in Afghanistan, there is a police. All these men come, and they bring their children. That breaks my heart and break your heart. Police yourself as an individual. You are child. You love that child. It is your blood. It is part of your body. It's coming to the market and telling people, I will sell my six-month-old baby, or my two years old child or my five years old child for a thousand or two thousand dollars. How do you feel? And those people are being sold. And those people are being carried from our country to other country for different trafficking, whatever they are going to do with them. That's another issue. Another issue that a lot of our younger are being sold through early child marriage. They are seven years old. They are 12 years old. They are being sold 5,000, 10,000 Afghani to another old men to because the family needs to have the money to feed the rest of the family. So that is the situation in Afghanistan. Yes, we try to create jobs. AIL is trying to create jobs. Yes, we were not a humanitarian uh, organisation. In the last two years we provide thousands and thousands of dollars humanitarian assistance to people as dry food, uh, liquid, all kinds of uh, shelter, clothing, all kinds of of things, but we are one organization. A lot of international organizations left Afghanistan. They are not there to assist. They They are not giving assist. We need your help to help the money be released. If the money is blocked right now, the money is blocked. We could not send money through the banking system, which we did before. Now we are sending money through a hawala system, which is not efficient, which is risky, and we could not send a chunk of money. We only send maybe 10,000, 5,000, and that is for a program such as our program. That is, uh, it's not one clinic salary even. So the point is that. Who is suffering? If the money is not getting there, who is suffering? Is those people are suffering, or the people of Afghanistan are suffering. People of Afghanistan are suffering. They are dying. So I think first thing that all of you should give publicity, not for the recognition of this system or that system. I don't care for this thing. I don't care for anybody what they are doing. My point is that please, please try to help that the the, the money be released to Afghanistan that we could send our money to the bank system that it goes to directly to that. That is one thing you do. The second things, I have my heart for Ukraine. I know what's going on in Ukraine. But you know, Afghanistan have been falling out of the radar. Nobody talk about Afghanistan. Mrs. Bush and Mr. Bush, they are always have been our supportive. Always have been backing up Afghan people. But. Every one of you should put because you promise Afghanistan. You promise women of Afghanistan. You promise the girls of Afghanistan that you will stay behind them. You will support them. You help them to help their country to bring peace to Afghanistan. You you promise them that you will stand behind their education. Please give them publicity. Please make them to not fall out of the radar, talk about them, communicate about them, share about them, that they need your help, they need your assistance, they need your backup. Because by ourselves, women of Afghanistan could not speak. Yes, I am here, I am speaking out uh, on behalf of the women of Afghanistan. But hundreds, thousands of women of Afghanistan could not come here and speak. I am one person who speak. But all of you could speak for Afghanistan, for Afghan women, for Afghan girls. They are your children. They all like your children. They felt it. they are your children, because you promised them that. You promised that you stay behind them. All of a sudden, uh, NATO allies left, American troops left, Afghanistan left alone, and everything went completely to zero ground. And we are starting from scratch. And that is, I want that you people think about it. Do people think about it? What's happening to Afghanistan? Afghanistan is a nightmare. Afghanistan is not. Afghanistan is not the same Afghanistan it was two years, three years ago, five years ago, or ten years ago. Afghanistan is falling apart. There are many, many. Things. One thing that I am not a politician, but I want to say this to you. This is from educational point of view. When we teach about democracy, about citizenship, about rule of law. These are education that has helped the people to understand that. But you know, in Afghanistan right now, the people are looking what happened to our democracy. We work for democracy so much, so much we work hard. And we give uh, workshop after workshop. We try to make people to understand what. What is democracy is all about? So all of a sudden, everything is stopped completely. And that is a very sad situation, because day to day, you try to progress, not to uh, deter, deter, but, uh, uh, deteriorate. And well, now we are deteriorating. And our young people, men and women, they are using, losing hopes. Our young men crying. They are suicidal. They don't know what to do. They have so much in their mind for the future. All of a sudden, they are sitting there, and they don't know what to do. They do not know what to do. And they are running to another country and being killed into getting to that country. Or if they don't go, they don't have a job, they don't have education, what they, sh- they, they should do. And they are smart and bright. And, and that is the thing that we should think about.
1: Well, uh, Dr. Kubi. Uh, I think you have compelled many people to begin to pay attention, and we all have a role to play whether it's in terms of helping those who've had to flee, it's helping those stuck in third countries, it's supporting organizations like yours and advocates like yours who are doing incredible work on the ground. You can give to Dr. Yakubi's organization, Sakina Fund, um, to support her, her video education program and all of the other amazing things she's doing. Um, and I hope that, that you will pay attention because the new cycle has changed, but the situation in Afghanistan has not. It grows dire every single day, and we all have a role to play in making sure that we do not forget the people of Afghanistan. And we are incredibly grateful to Dr. Yakubi for but, being here today. But, but. One, of course, you have one more point. Please go ahead. I just want to
2: say one thing. I think that as a, as a humanity, we are human. It is an act of humanity to really reach out for the Afghan women and Afghan girls. And also, it's our responsibility. Everyone has a responsibility to educate, the society who are not educated. Why? Because when a society is not educated, you have all kinds of barbaric group running away from here and there. And that is not those group is dangerous for that nation. Is dangerous for you, for the next nation. Because that is a ground, breeding ground, for those different group of people who has no education. And so it is my responsibility, and it's your responsibility to make sure that those people get education that they understand, and they will not be like a puppet every day following somebody else and not thinking for themselves. That's the reason we are teaching critical thinking. And that's the reason education is important. Every child should get education. Every woman should get education. Every man should get education. Education is a leading light for the Population everywhere, and trust and love is where they combine. If you don't trust people, and if you don't love people, you will not reach. I believe that love and trust is something that unites community after community, and nation after nation. And I pray for that, that every one of you have that feeling as a human and humanity issue, that if you want to serve, that is humanity. That is the way that God in every religion told us that good deed is the best solution for most of our problem. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Dr. Judy.
0: hope you enjoyed this conversation. To watch the full Forum on Leadership, visit bushcenter.org slash Forum on Leadership. To read more about our coverage of Afghanistan, please visit bushcenter.org slash Afghanistan.